Welcome to a special edition of the Darden Admissions Podcast. Uh, this episode will be all about a part of our application process. This is an ongoing app tips episodes that we're featuring here. We're going to talk about recommendations and who better to talk about recommendations with than Director of Admissions, Haley Whitlock-Jury. Haley, thanks for being here. Hey, Brett. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, the recommendation is the part of the application the applicant will not fill out himself, herself. And so I uh, always get a lot of questions about this. Know that you've got a lot of great tips and insights to offer here. Uh, so let's just start off by talking about what's required. Uh, what do we require in terms of the recommendation process? Sure. So the recommendation, um, I would encourage you to think about it as an opportunity, an opportunity for us to hear from someone other than you about how wonderful you are and everything that you'll contribute. Um, so it is, like Brett said, the one part of the app that you will not be completing yourself. Um, we require only one recommendation. So that also means that you need to be really intentional about your choice of recommender and make sure that you're choosing the right person to represent everything that you're going to contribute as a student. So um, the other thing I would just say in terms of number of recommendations, if you do choose um, to send us more than one recommendation, just make sure um, that that additional rec adds new and different insight that the first one doesn't. That's right. One is required. We will accept up to two. And so lots of good, good insights there about what's actually required. So the, the natural question that typically applicants will ask as a follow-up is, well, who makes a good recommender? And uh, there's some very general advice that we typically give. And I, I wonder what you, what you share uh, with applicants when you get this question. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the first thing is you want someone that knows you well, that has worked with you closely, preferably in a professional setting within the last few years, someone who can speak um, to your impact within the organization, whether that be a large Fortune 100 company or a small startup, um, but someone who can really be specific in terms of your impact, your leadership, your work ethic. Um, so we care more about the quality and um, of the recommendation than, say, the title of uh, where where your recommender falls in the organization. Um, whether the person's uh, at the C-level or has an impressive title is less important to us than um, someone who can speak uh, persuasively to how you've made an org um, impact on the organization in the past few years. So, you know, we've, we've gotten recommendations from everyone from Madonna to uh, President Barack Obama. So, you know, it, we've seen it all. Um, so, you know, just keep that in mind, making sure that you choose someone that that knows you and um, can really sing your praises. I, I love that advice, someone who knows you well. And the thing that I always encourage applicants to think about is what your recommender will actually be asked to do. So be asked to fill out a ratings grid where they'll assess you across a number of dimensions. And then there's really three key questions that they'll respond to. Um, so how do you know the applicant? How's the applicant compared to, to peers? And then the third question is really the one where the rubber meets the road, a piece of constructive feedback uh, that you've given the applicant. And to me, there are only so many people who may be able to answer that third question. Well, how do you think about that, Haley? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you want to choose someone that has seen you at your best and, and also at your worst. And, and how do you respond to setbacks? Um, you know, we've seen this year more than ever how unpredictable things are. So um, you want someone that can speak to um, your resilience, um, 
your dedication, your ability to solve problems on the fly, grace under pressure, all of those things that um, make you stand out and, um, you know, will make you a competitive candidate in terms of your business school applications. The thing that I always note for candidates who are applying to our working professionals program, so executive MBA, part-time MBA, is that because you're going to be working while pursuing your degree uh, through these formats, um, you you really want to think about having a current supervisor be your recommender. And the reason we share that advice is you, we want to make sure you've had that conversation. You're going to be you taking this on while working. I want to make sure that that person who manages you, supervises your time, is bought in uh, on this step mm-hmm. and didn't know that you've had that conversation. Of course, there's always exceptions. All of this advice is, is, is general in nature. And so you may have a new supervisor. You may have just started a new role. And so maybe that person doesn't know you as well. Again, default to that someone who knows you well advice that Haley shared at the beginning. But of course, if you choose to have someone other than your current supervisor, say, and you're applying to our executive MBA or part-time MBA uh, program, consider using the additional comments section of the application to give us a little bit more insight uh, regarding your recommender choice, a good use of the additional comments section. So um, Haley, when you're coaching sort of applicants to think about how to put their recommender in a position to really write a good recommendation, um, are there any tips you give folks as they approach this conversation? Sure. Um, and I would just add on to, to what you mentioned about leveraging additional comments. The other thing I would just say is, If you're using someone other than your current manager supervisor, maybe you haven't told your current supervisor that you're applying to business school. We see that often. Um, Then, you know, other natural choices might be a colleague, a former supervisor, a vendor. Um, But then again, to, to Brett's point, be sure to just share a little context around that in the additional comment section, just to let the committee know why you made that choice. Um, So in terms of, what you want to do in turn once you've made that choice of who you want to write your recommendation, um, take the time to educate him or her about why you're applying to business school, what your goals are, um, and then also provide them any data points. Hopefully, they're familiar with your resume. They may have authored your performance review, um, but any data that you can uh, jog their memory so that they can provide compelling examples and specific um, data in the um, recommendation. That's helpful. Take them to coffee. Um, Also, you know, tell them why you're applying to the schools on your short list, um, why they're a good fit so that they really can write an informed um, endorsement for you. I love all of those, those points. And giving your recommender time and and to do those kind of sort of touch points to share a copy of your resume, to take them to coffee. There's, there's real intentionality in planning. I think one of the things that we always encourage applicants to do is get organized. You give yourself time so you can be really intentional through this process. That includes your recommender outreach. The other thing that I always tell folks is, Oh, this is electronic process, right? So maybe the last time you applied to school, it was maybe more paper-based. Now it's electronic. And so people are going to be getting an email with a link in it to our recommendation materials. Any, any tips that you share uh, with applicants as they think about put, making sure that their recommender understands exactly what's coming their way? Sure. Um, One is to keep in touch with your recommender, Um, check in with them to make sure that they got the email um, that is prompting them to submit their recommendation. Often um, we've heard from applicants in the past that it will hit um, spam filters depending on various settings that that organization has. So you just want to make sure that that didn't happen. If it did, 
um, just have your recommender reach out to our office. We can resend the link. And then once they do submit the recommendation, it will be automatically linked uh, with your application. But I think the main thing is just keeping that communication loop open. Um, and then obviously on the back end, let them know what happened. They, they are invested in your success. So let them know where you got in so they can celebrate with you. And um, that, that's a big part of it too. Yeah, from the housekeeping standpoint, once your recommender submits uh, his or her recommendation, you get an email uh, that the recommendation has been submitted. And you also notice that that red X on your checklist will go to a green check, which is always, always good to see. Um, so we say give your recommender plenty of time, Haley. That's kind of a general, uh, what is plenty of time? How do, you, how do you encourage applicants to think about that? Yeah, I mean, I would basically start at the application deadline that you're targeting and build back from there and give your recommender a week or two buffer, you know, life happens. <laughs> um, also, you know, when you're selecting your recommender, you might just want to talk to them about any things that they've got on their plate. Um, maybe they've got a leave coming up, they're traveling or whatever, just to make sure that the timing all works out. Um, but if you give yourself a little bit of a buffer, then hopefully um, that will be enough to make sure that it's not late. Because as we mentioned earlier, often when an application is incomplete, it's due to a missing recommendation. Yeah, I love that advice about starting with the application deadline, because in my experience, recommenders are super deadline oriented. These are busy people and they want to know how much time do I have? When do I need to have this done? And so if you've done that kind of preparation and pre-work, you can remind them of your application deadline. As you noted, that's good to stay in touch. Right. Absolutely. Well, Haley, thank you so much for sharing all these great uh, tips and insights for our applicants. Anything else you'd like to share for folks as they, as they take this next step in their MBA journey? Sure. I would say try to have fun with it. Um, you know, we, we um, revamp the application every year and um, look at new and different ways to learn about you and everything um, that you're bringing to the table. So um, however uh, you approach it, think about your application in totality. Uh, use all of that real estate wisely. Um, the recommendation is certainly a big piece of that. Um, and just know how excited we are to get to know you through this process. Well, thank you, Haley, and to all of our applicants, good luck. Yep, good luck, take care.